Learning is a change of behavior. Hi, hope you're well. This is PD at the Art of Self-Development. This podcast is for everyone who's interested in psychology and who wants to develop the most useful people and life skills for yourself and for the people around you. Welcome to the episode on learning and change. The distinction and the relationship between change and learning. Because these two are not the same. If you come from an academic background, you know this is true. Maybe when you were studying, or as you study, you had a professor who knew the first and last thing in their field, but they were completely impractical. I used to be like that, and in many ways I still am. This is why I always try to focus on practical application of things that I'm learning. And if there's no application, this is the signal for me to take a step back and change something, change my attitude or change the subject that I'm learning. Over time, I've made shifts to being more practical and less academic. I still like to think about ideas, but if there's no real life use, I want to notice that and be aware of it, that this is not a thing to be learned. This is just mind fodder for my entertainment. Somebody once said that learning, true learning, is behavior change. And when I first heard that, I wasn't quite clear what that means. Because I was so big on theory. But the more I thought about this, the more I realized that anything that you learn that has any connection to real life, when you do learn it, this will result in you doing something differently than you did before you learned it. Humans don't like change. We don't like to do things that we're unfamiliar with. We don't like the feeling of being uncomfortable that comes with it. We don't like to look stupid in front of other people as we are trying something new. We don't like to go into unfamiliar territories. There is even a book It's called Change or Die, and it is about how change is important in various life situations and how hard it is to most people. Because many people will literally choose to die rather than make a change. And this goes for people with medical conditions, people who are smokers and need to quit, or heavy drinkers. And it is interesting that facing a relatively or seemingly small change, when the doctor tells them you need to quit smoking or drinking or you will die within a year, 
most people will not change. It's quite fascinating. So changing is hard. We don't naturally like it. But change is the result of any true learning, of anything truly meaningful that we learn and accept. Now, much of learning happens naturally, and this is most typically negative or traumatic learning. When we touch the hot stove as children, we learn pretty fast not to do it again. Positive learning is not nearly as strong. But the key here is any learning, for it to be efficient, needs to be connected with emotion. Typically negative, but also positive. You see, we are not rational creatures. We are not interested in facts. We are interested in meanings. We are interested in the context of what we are learning. The emotional and social context that makes learning meaningful to us. So, change does not begin in the mind. It begins in the heart. Any change of mind and any change of behavior is a change in the heart. This is why when we want to make a change, we need to address our feelings and emotions, our experiences, because we learn through experiences, not through textbooks. So when you want to make a change, and I chose this topic because of, you know, the end of the year and the resolutions that some of you will take. New Year's resolutions can actually work. But to be honest, January the 1st is not necessarily better than any other day. So when you want to make a New Year's resolution or just a resolution to change your behavior, you need to link the result to your emotions. And these can be positive and negative. We like to use positive emotions because we like them better, even though they don't always work better. But when you want to make a change, think of the why. Why do you want to make the change? Because most people don't think about their why, and this is why they will not stick with the new behavior. Because they don't know why. They don't have a why. For example, somebody makes a resolution to make a lot of money, or to lose weight, or to become more sociable. And there is more than one problem with these vague goals. Because any goal that you want to achieve needs to be specific. It needs to be measurable. And it needs to be achievable. So think about why you want to make the change that you want. And then ask again. Because you probably won't get the answer on the first attempt, on the first asking. If you want to make a lot of money, is it because you want to impress someone? As is usually the case. This is not a good why, so you need to dig deeper. Then you need to make your goal specific. How much do you want to make? How much weight do you want to lose? 
make that specific. Then you need a time frame. In what time do you want to achieve this result? Then break the goal down to specific steps that you need to take over time and less is more here. Because when it comes to making a change, the really difficult part is the first step. When you make the first step, then all that you really need to do is put one foot in front of the other and then do it again. When you get into the habit, things become easy. It's when you don't do the work, you create a New Year's resolution that is not specific. You don't really know what you want to achieve in any measurable way. You don't know why you really want to do it. Or there is no why, you only think there is. Then you fail to break it down to chunks that are actually achievable. So if you don't do any of these steps, there's no way you can succeed. So think about your whys. Think about what specifically you want to achieve in what time frame. Then take the first step. If you've done it right, half of the work is behind you. Because you know what to do, in what way to do it. And you have the emotional support. Your emotions will drag you towards your goal. And as I mentioned before, negative emotions are also very important. They're not as nice to use, maybe. It's not what you want to use to begin with. But they're very powerful if used right. When you see the ideal result thought through in your mind, think about what will happen if you don't get it. See the opposite. See what you're headed to if you don't learn, if you don't make the change. Contrast those two pictures. See which one you like more, because they're both real, and you will get one or the other. Use both positive and negative emotions. And when you're learning something new, Think about the impact it can have on your life. Because maybe you don't really need to learn this. Maybe you should focus more on that. Your mind is a wonderful machine that will take you wherever you want. You're the sum total of your thoughts. Your thoughts create pictures which lead to your actions. Your actions create habits. Your habits create who you are. Who you are, in turn, determines what you can do. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of Self-Development. If you got some value out of this episode, or you know someone who might benefit from this podcast, tell your friends. For questions, suggestions, or insights, write me at pdartofsd at gmail.com. Keep doing your part to create the best possible life for yourself and others, and through what you do, leave the world better than you found it.